no contaban con mi astucia. Hola chicas, bienvenidas a ¿Quién, ¿Quién es la más? Mi nombre es Iggy. And I'm Braulio. And before we start, like always, remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. Tell your friends about the show. It would help us immensely to get the word out about our little show here. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Thank you so much for the support. Um, so today we're going to be talking about La Más Draga Tres, episode four, La Más Chespirito, which was super fun, I think. What did you think? What's your general thoughts? I wish the girls would have been a little bit more diverse in the characters that they picked. But yeah. other than that, it was, it was fun. Uh, at least like a lot of people have that connection with the characters or with the show from when they were little. Um, it's kind of like a family thing. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it reminded me of my childhood and stuff. I haven't watched the show in forever. It's still in reruns and everything. But yeah, it was just cool to see the characters again and in, in a new way, I guess, reinvented. Well, it was by Chespirito, right? Like, they could have chosen anything from his catalog. Any, mm -hmm. It wasn't El Chavo. Correct, yeah. So El Chavo is, I'm going to read this off of Wikipedia, is a Mexican television sitcom created by Roberto Gomez Bolaños, and it aired as an independent series in 1973. And finalized January 17, 1980. So it was even done before we were kids. Um, and we were watching it every day. You sound like you sound like Johnny with his history lesson. Oh. <laughs> I'm the new Johnny, but mine is the beard. Um, my blue bush is somewhere else, not on my face. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the that's the main inspiration that most of the girls used, I think. And then also the, what's the other one? El Chapulín Colorado. El Chapulín Colorado, which was another well, show. Well, um, hmm. Chespirito is a show, I think. And it's like a, not a sketch show, but it's, or maybe a sketch. It's not live. It's like little segment. And it has like a segment with all of these characters. Um, I don't remember if El Chavo was a part of that segment or they just like had full episodes of El Chavo and mixed in with the segments of the other characters. But it's all like in the same vein and it's the same actor and I guess writer, creator playing all the characters yeah so it was kind of like a cast of people and they used those for every sketch kind of like snl in a way 
Yeah, except again, well, it did have a laugh track or was it a live audience? Mm. I kind of doubt it's a live audience, but yeah, I don't think so. But it did have a laugh track. Yeah, but it's very iconic. Like Farley said, it's still going on. So if you if you watch um, Spanish television, especially in the Mexican, I mean, it's, it's big everywhere in every Spanish speaking country, I think. But yeah, if you if you speak Spanish and if you watch um, Spanish television, you'll come across El Chavo for sure. And mm-hmm. it, it's interesting because it says that it was directed towards an adult audience, which I get, but it was a, but it was kind of like also for children in a way. Yeah, I it had like it. You know, it's it's a weird, mm-hmm. it's a weird. Um, yeah, I think because it it has a lot of physical comedy, and you know that's what kids find funny. And then at the same time, it had stuff that only or dialogue that only the adults would get. So, yeah, I mean, it was for the whole family. Yeah, it's kind of like a, like, I guess, like they said, it's a sitcom. Sitcoms a yeah. lot of the times have that sensibility where adults get it, but then, like, kids also enjoy it. So that's kind of what it is. But, yeah, like you said, I was I was happy to see it as well brought to the to the main stage of La Mazdraga. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get started here. So once again, we start the episode with drama and El Caberino. Hunty B is accused of having a big ego and Madison is not having it. So what did you think about this scene? The beginning where everybody's having drama with Hunty, but some of them are kind of defending her and others are, you know, throwing her on the altar, I guess you would say. I don't know. Uh, what did you think? Uh, I mean, the the one person I felt really bad for was Stupid Drag. Because uh, as we knew and we had seen that Stupid Drag had discussed how she never really bonded with the girls. And she didn't spend a lot of time with them. She just was on her own, like in the makeup room and all that. And yeah, I mean, this just confirms it. And I, at one point, um, I think it's Memo who says that uh, while all this drama is going on with, apparently Hunty said something as she won the lip sync against Stupid Drag. And I think Memo said that when she she was about to lip sync, like I guess everyone hugged um, Hunty B because obviously they're they're close. And then with Stupid Drag, they're just like, okay, good luck. <laughs> and yeah, so it was just kind of like mean mean girls. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, they're all kind of well. It's mostly Madison accusing Hunty of having a big ego, which. We've kind of noticed through the through the season. I mean, she's only been in four episodes. We've kind of noticed that she's a little, you know, like she's very polished. So I, I think that has a lot to do with uh, uh, with her attitude in a way, like her mm-hmm. not thinking that she's better, but she 
she she definitely knows that she's at a certain level and she makes that known. But I think this was in, I mean, this wasn't called for for Madison to say anything. I feel like it was unnecessary just because it's, as far as a reality TV, I liked it because it brought drama. But in reality, it's like if somebody shows their, their ass like that, then just let them show their ass. Like they're never going to cop to it. And like she said, Madison literally said that Hunty B later on told they, it wasn't on camera, I'm guessing, because they never showed it. Mm-hmm. But she told Madison that, oh, yes, I did say melapelas, which means like suck it or something like that. Yeah. The point was that she denied it at first. And then I guess off camera, like you said, she admits it um, that she did say that to Stupid Drag after she beat her in the lip sync, which is kind of I mean, it is pretty disrespectful, but at the same time, like you were saying, for Madison to bring it up after Super Drag's already gone, like it's it's too late. Maybe she should have done it while while they were saying goodbye to Super Stupid Drag. That way, she had a chance to say something herself. Yes, that would have been better because then you would have been like, "No, that's not that's not cute, girl." Like you know, like she's here. You you should respect her or pull her aside and say it. Yeah, and did you notice that Madison brought up Guajardo? Yeah, they compare her, they compare Hunty B to Guajardo. I guess that's the standard of egotism now. <laughs> Literally. That's how you measure it. How many Guajardos is Hunty B? One to five, maybe around a four or something. <laughs> they they were all like, oh no, but you're not all the way like Guajardo. You're just like a little... Just like some parts of your like Guajardo. <laughs> they just didn't like want to her, say like her wig or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are similar similarities because they were both kind of look queens. They weren't really performance queens. And they both had, you know, that, that what is it called? That chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're both from like the same. Yeah. Um, they're both Norton, yeah. like the same. So, yeah. Yeah, but it was it was just a it was light drama. I don't think they took it to you know they like they never really brought it up again. So I think they squashed it there. Yeah, I felt like the um, the whole dirty, messy room was a lot more dramatic. <laughs> oh yeah, from last week. <laughs> Which, by the way, Mista, like, she breaks the ice by, like, she goes to organize stuff while they're fighting. Like, the quién es este? The quién es? She brings, like, a, a case of makeup, and they're like, oh, oh yeah, that was on the floor. <laughs> yeah. It's like, señora, just leave it there. Why are you trying to clean? <laughs> she cleans when she's nervous. When she's nervous, which is every time. All right, so Johnny Carmona walks in to introduce this week's challenge. The contestants are to present a look inspired by the characters created by Chespirito, also known, or I should say Roberto Mario Gomez y Bolaños, known as Chespirito. The winner will be named La Mas Chespirito. Pepe y Tel also have a challenge for the contestants. In teams, they are to come up with a commercial where they inform the audience about HIV, but they only have five minutes to get in 
to drag. They cut their they cut their instant drag time in half. <laughs> so yeah, of course they looked even more busted than last week. They probably looked at them and they were like, oh no, they were able to put a lipstick on. We need to shorten the time. <laughs> exactly. And it worked. It did. None of them had makeup on, I don't think. Unless they had like a lip on, that was it. But no foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we can talk about the mini challenge, or I don't even know if they call it a mini challenge. Okay, so first of all, I do want to mention that Johnny, one of his, you know, his little, not rants, but they're kind of rants. He brings up in his little rant, ageism, I guess. I don't know if they... Oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on because we haven't we haven't really seen that. We've kind of seen like jokes about Mista, but I don't know if yeah. they're taking it serious or is something happening like behind that we're not seeing. So, what did you think about that? I mean, I just thought it was a little hypocritical of the show to bring that up when, like you said, everyone has been making Mista jokes the whole time and i swear maybe not maybe i'm i'm making it up but i swear um pepe and Theo have made old jokes as well but i'm not sure i know definitely the other girls have um and, and mista seems to like she doesn't take it too seriously but again i don't do you remember if pepe Theo have made any jokes like that I feel like they've made jokes about themselves being older. I don't know if they've ever directed that oh, towards yeah. the contestants. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But yeah, I mean, it, it felt a little weird that the show is showing us one thing and they want us, they want us to laugh at it. And then now they're like, oh, you should feel bad about that. They might have uh, noticed that all the girls are making these jokes. They're like, oh, no, we should mention something. Because people are going to think that we're... Before we get canceled. Yeah, that we're like... Uh, they want this to happen. So, that's, I'm, I mean, that's the only thing that I can say about it. Because unless something else is happening backstage, I don't know why bring it up. Yeah. So, okay. So, they bring in Mario Bustamante. Which he is... Um, I guess he works in a, an organization called Impulse. Where they do HIV awareness. And so he's kind of like the coach, I believe, for the girls uh, mm-hmm. or for the contestants, I should say. And he he's the one that's also going to judge them. So the teams that they break into that are actually chosen by Abby Esque, because she was a winner of last week's runway. The teams are Abby Esque and Madison. She chooses Madison. And then she pairs everybody else up. So it's Memo and Hunty. Winter and Luna, Mista, Rudy, Raga, Ibiza, and Regina are a team of three. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I already mentioned that they had to do five-minute instant drag. I thought it was a weird challenge because they were requesting it to be funny. And I was like, you're doing HIV prevention and wanted to make funny. That's kind of, that's a little hard, don't you think? yeah and it was a little awkward in places because of that like they were 
um, spots where it's like, uh, where are you going with this? And uh, am I supposed to laugh at this? And maybe, maybe you're not taking it serious enough. But I mean, I think overall it was it it worked. I don't know how much time they had to write all this or who wrote all this, but I think they all had cute characters, and some some of them worked better with each other than than others. But there were some who did pretty well. At least they impressed me. Um. Yeah. It's like, how are you going to make something? serious funny and have it come across as a commercial like they all kind of did the same premise it was like a friend that was having trouble and then somebody else came in and was like oh did you know about this this is the so they were all kind of repetitive nobody came up with like a really imaginative version I don't know I thought Raga, Ivisa and Regina like I think they were creative with it how um probably because they were three so they they had like another element there where at some point two of them i think it was um raga and regina were talking they were like like you were explaining the best friends and they were having this conversation and all of a sudden they they freeze and then ivisa starts talking um and i thought that was cool it seemed like pretty close to how one of these informative psas would be like yeah i think they they got creative and Aviesque actually impressed me i I do think she could have maybe um spoken a little louder but just like last week with the dancing and the the choreography uh, i was i was impressed by by her Another one I liked. I really liked Winter's character. Yes, I loved that. The scene was not the best. I thought it was a little short, but I really, really liked her character and her acting. Yeah, it was. She was playing like the really dumb, slutty character. Um. Yeah. But really well. Can you relate? <laughs> Could I relate? Of course not. <laughs> um and she had no makeup on so she looked busted and then she was act- I mean it was just funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Rudy stole your purple neon wig. I I think you have like a purple neon wig, don't you? <laughs> but I would never ever. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so that was the teams. Um I think Raga, Ivisa, and Regina end up winning. So they each get yeah. a point for the runway challenge. I kind of like the fact that they're doing this like extra point thing, even though I think it's all rigged and the points are not even <laughs> real. Right? Because so far, it's actually been saving people. Yes. And in a typical... Uh, show it would be just like oh, okay the top person probably won this and then then they're on top again or or runners up and this time it's been the bottom who's in danger of leaving and they get saved by their points i think it's it was it three points or i think it was three points right yeah like three points yeah yeah 
yeah, it's very like, oh, one of the three that won extra points is in the bottom three. Oh, I wonder who's going to get away this time. Or I wonder who's going to, it's like conveniently <laughs> she's in the bottom just to make that. Yeah. Oh, but you got extra points. Mm-hmm. It's so hacky. All right. Uh, in the dressing room, the contestants leave their petty drama on the altar and open up about their struggles as queer people. So we have a, I think this is the first time, maybe the second time we've had something happen after the challenge, the mini challenge, like where they go back into the dressing room and then we have a little bit of a, some um, talking between the girls, some sharing of stories. And this was the, there was definitely the one that everybody opened up about their past and started crying mm-hmm. and started like revealing all these traumatic things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first one that I noted is Regina. She gets very emotional because I guess the this challenge that they did, the mm-hmm. HIV awareness challenge, uh, hit close to home for her because she had lost, I think she lost two friends. And mm-hmm. she was speaking about how hard that was. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's not much to say, but I just really sympathize with her. Yeah, of course. I mean, death of a friend is not easy. And that kind of leads into um, everyone else kind of sharing, like if their parents are accepting or not. And it's kind of like half and half. Some some girls are like, yeah, my parents are supportive. And was it was it Regina? I mean, Regina also mentions that her family doesn't know that she's there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then she's, like, worried because her dad is, like, super machista. Mm-hmm. Um, Memo says, like, generally he's he's accepted as well. Um, Do you think Memo's family is more, kind of more accepting because maybe, I, mean, I don't know about the gay part, but, like, specifically the drag part because it's not female. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I could see that. But at the same time, like if he wears makeup, that could be a problem. And he and he does use it sparingly or it's not as dragged out, but he does use it. Yeah. And I could see parents having a problem with that, too. And uh, interestingly, Hunty B and Rudy are sons of preachers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and so their parents are like super religious and that's definitely not an easy easy life for Rudy didn't she say it was a little bit Rudy that does not sound good Rudy <laughs> for Rudy doesn't, doesn't she say that it's been easier for her because it I feel like Hunty has had a more of a hard time and I think she actually stopped talking to her father and her mother I believe just passed away like a few months ago. Well, from that, whenever that was filmed. So she doesn't really have like a parent that's, that's supportive. And I think that's all she mentioned, but they both have a similar story. Yeah, it was, it was very, I mean, it's always sad to hear that. It's always sad when, when, when you hear somebody not being accepted, especially like, where like they said like mexico's not known for their 
you know, their acceptance of the LGBT plus community. Do you think if they lived here, it w- I mean, obviously it would have been different, right? Or maybe not. I no, know. I mean, the parents would still be the same. I mean, look at our parents. So, yeah, I don't think it would have made a difference. Um, Do you maybe... think a difference between... Obviously, there's a culture thing. And I don't know if it would be easier for somebody who comes from a Mexican family and comes out in the U.S. or for somebody who lives in Mexico and comes out to their Mexican family. Because I feel like in the U.S. there might be a little bit more visibility. So they have like more information, but I could be wrong. I don't know. If if they're like exposed to it, but I don't think that's always the case in Latino Hispanic media. Like I feel like it's still played as a joke a lot of the times. And that's what that's what parents see and that's how they um view it that's how they form their opinions because of that that's yeah because i i don't know if one of them mentioned it but i feel like somebody said that when they were kids they would act a certain way and their parents would be like don't do that or don't act like that yeah that was really yeah and it's funny because we come from mexican parents and our parents never really did that And they come from like I, mean, I guess they come from like a really small like town, a rancho with like a hundred people. So it's really they, different. But they didn't do that because they were just afraid to I don't know, to talk about it in the first place, to bring it up. But they I'm sure they didn't like it. To acknowledge it. I mean, yeah. Because once yeah, you acknowledge that... something, it makes it more real. Yeah. And it opens up a whole can of worms. Yeah. But I remember like our cousins teasing us or me specifically, not all the time, but they would mention, oh, he plays with dolls. Da, 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 da. They wouldn't call me names or anything, but they would just say that. Not that I remember, at least. And they, my parents didn't stop buying me dolls. So it's like you say parents, but it was like it was only my mom. Well, yeah, because we were more like we went into the store with her and stuff. But um, I don't know. I don't know how they they felt about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I. I have a feeling that mom regrets that though. She like might. I bet she. I bet she points that as something that made us queer. Probably. <laughs> I mean, that's when you don't really have information. You cling to these things that you think it's your fault. So yeah. it's part of their, I don't know, their coping 
mechanism or something. I don't know. Um, something to make yeah. sense of something. But okay, so other than that, uh, Raga, which we haven't really learned a lot about Raga, she she comes in and um, I don't think she mentions it to the other girl. Oh, she does, I think. I don't know if she does a, a talking head or if it's in the Camerino, but she does say that she was very re- like rebellious and she was kind of, I don't know, she was kind of a, a brat growing up or she didn't mention mm-hmm. what she never said like what she did yeah no i do think she said she like ran away or something oh because i kind of remember her saying oh but one day i came back and blah blah blah, and now she kind of regrets how she acted towards her parents yeah I think there's something else there. There's more to the story because it didn't make sense why she was getting so emotional. Like, she's like, oh, but I regret it so much. And it's like, something must have happened where it made her realize that, oh, wow. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll talk about it later. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're rebellious, you're just like, oh, yeah, I was a bad kid. But you know, you're not like, oh my gosh, I was so bad. And you're like getting emotional. <laughs> so I think there's more there. Um, producers, yeah. get on it. Please, let's <laughs> um, And other than that, well, I mean, Mista's um, situation was kind of uh, not unique, but unique in the sense of from the other girls. It was It was a different story where she was kind of in... I guess you can say she was kind of like in danger in a, in a bit or do you remember what she said? Yeah, she was dating someone who was HIV positive and he never told her about his status. Um, and she only found out cause she snooped and found the medications <laughs> Which if if he was taking medications, she was not in danger at all. So it was it was just a lack of communication. I would think. Who knows what their relationship was like, or why he wouldn't have told her? But yeah, yeah. And she said, I mean, she just said that she. I guess she learned from that, and. Um, I guess if you don't have that information, maybe the maybe her boyfriend was scared to tell her because then she would think, and she did say that she would she would have reacted a certain way, like of course, like I'm scared for my life, or this is like important. You should have mentioned it, but it's that stigma again, I guess that that people are afraid of. So, yeah, and speaking of stigma, I guess the how this whole conversation started was. It was strange because it was Evisa asks everyone like, uh, is anyone HIV positive? Just like blank, just like that. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? You don't ask that. That's like that's like outing people. That it was very really. Yeah. Insensitive. (laughs) It's very insensitive. You don't even know these girls. Oh, all these girls too well you've been with them for maybe four weeks maybe less yeah 
I don't know their filming schedule, but that's very bold. Unless somebody told her to ask that, but I don't know. They might have. I'm thinking one of the producers was like, why don't you ask this? <laughs> Hoping somebody would open up or something. I mean, I guess they did, but I don't know. I saw it as a problem. Yeah. All right. So I guess vamos a la pasarela. La categoría es la más chespirito. And the first contestant on the runway is Hunty B. What did you think of Hunty B's outfit? Um, I thought it was really rough. <laughs> At least like before the reveal, it was unrefined um it looked like a halloween costume i'm definitely glad there was a reveal under that because yeah that first look just uh, i didn't like and after the reveal i thought it was it was much better um it was still too simple for me like it's just chaps and a bodysuit and that's it um and the it reminds me little- of it reminds me of her her outfit that the they entrance. did for the that and the Aztec. What was it? The I don't pre, know. Prehistorica. Pre- yeah, prehispanica. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, and the the wig is not. <laughs> I don't like that either. It did not look right. It just looked like a piece of orange grass on her head. <laughs> I don't know. It was not cute. And the makeup was really distracting. Heavy. It was heavy and distracting. I don't know why she chose to do the red on the cheeks. It does not mm. look good. Unless she was going to paint her whole face red, then it would make sense. But that was just not a not a good choice. Yeah. And she was portraying El Doctor Chapatín. Mm-hmm. And El Chapulín Colorado, which... We'll see other girls do the same combination. And I'm a little confused as to how that came about, but okay. All right, the next one up is Rudy Reyes. Um, I mean, so all the all the ballet I know is from watching Black Swan, but <laughs> I was impressed by her dancing. And I know the judges were, or at least one of the judges was picking on her for it, but I liked it. And I liked the rentejuelas on the costume. Um, and when she pulled the, the giant hammer from backstage, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, I, I actually, I like this look. The hair maybe could have been different, more um, ballet, like up in a in a bun or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I like it. Sure, I like it I too. A chignon is a bun, pretty much. Um, I like it too. I like the fact that it was a little different from just the regular Chapulín Colorado. And it was way better than Hunty's because it was all stoned. It was very detailed. And I agree with the wig. I think she didn't even need the ponytail. Just the bangs would have been fine. Yeah. 
And the dancing, I didn't notice it until they mentioned it. And I I kind of agree in a sense because if you're not going to do something like where you know that you're going to kill it and you're going to just like impress these people with with your skills, I mean, hoping that there's not like some, you know, if, if there's a ballerina judging you, then you would not do this because you would get ripped to shreds. But she probably didn't count with somebody being like, you know what? That was not that was not the right technique. But uh, yeah, there was somebody on the judging panel like that. Yeah. And I mean, I get the sense like, oh, you know, if you're not going to do something amazing and really blows away and you're not super like trained at it, then why do it on the main stage? It's just it's a little risky. But. It was fine. She pulled it off. She didn't need it, to be honest. But like, she could have just come out with without the tutu, and it would have been fine. I would have liked it still. Um, the next contestant is uh, Evie Sao. Mm-hmm. And she's doing La Bruja del 71. I don't know. I'm conflicted about this one. I mean, I I guess because of the styling and stuff, I I know which who she's portraying, but the color is off. It should be sky blue. I've also never seen witchcraft done with just a pair of panties, and and um, she had a toxico drink the melted panties. I guess <laughs> that was a, a weird spell. These, the actual, the overall look, like the styling and stuff, um, I liked it. I, I thought that she she elevated it, um, but something about like the material looked a little cheap, looked a little costumey. Yeah, I do. I'm I don't know. I don't know what to think about this one. I did not like this one at all. I thought it was messy. The dress. You're right. The material is just not... It's very flat. So it doesn't give you anything. So it, it's just flat. And she tried to save mm-hmm. it with the with the um, belts. And it just didn't pull it off the way that she wanted. I think she, she had something in mind. Like this like bondage witch. Um, mm-hmm. that, but it's also very classy. And it just needed to be polished a bit. I liked the idea of it. It's just the the execution was was choppy, and um, yeah, I just didn't like it. it. Was thought it was messy. I like the color though; it's cute. The next contestant is a Madison. What did you think of Madison? So, like I mentioned, she does the combination of the Doctor Chapatin and Chapulín Colorado as well. Again, I think it's a strange combination, um, but I think she pulled it off. I really, I like both looks. She definitely did a better, a better job than um, Hunty B did, and um, maybe the whole point of them choosing these characters is because with El Doctor Chapatin, she they get to wear um, that long coat, so it kind of hides yeah. the reveal, um, and maybe that's the whole reason why they chose it but it could have been a little bit more clever than than that um but i think 
yeah, both both of her looks looked really good, and and when she pulled out the um the little pom pom from the paper bag, that was a a nice touch. Yeah, I thought she looked great, especially after the reveal. She paid attention to details, and um, I don't think she I don't think she had a hammer though, and I think that was the only thing she was missing, or did she? Not that I remember, I remember seeing one. Yeah. Um, I have a okay. This is an issue. So, so I like her first look more than I like um, Hunty's look, but I like Hunty's reveal look better than I like Madison's reveal look. Really? Yes. I don't like this ice skating meets Chapulín. Like, I don't like it. I hate that. Like that. What's it called? That lace arm i just think think it it looks looks a little tacky i don't like it like it's supposed to be superhero like chapulin is a superhero this does not give me superhero so that is a little confusing for me but i liked the first one and the hair for some reason i just thought it was the wrong style choice i like the it looked better with the first outfit and then with the Chapulín. I don't know. It just didn't go with it for me. There was something about it that I just it just didn't go. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I just didn't like it. It was an okay look. Like, all together, it was okay. And I think it was better than Hunty's. But it was not that much better for me. Um, the next contestant is Memo Reiri. Memo. I think Memo has always has interesting elements. And again, I, I don't quite get it. My favorite part of the look was the makeup, though. I like that he leaned on on his femininity more than usual this time around so i really appreciated that i think that definitely gives it another element and i think that's that's what he should be aiming for and but yeah just the rest of the look i just don't understand i don't understand the big hat i know he's a travel but i I don't i don't get it a lot of people online are giving apio which is the name of the the oh, yeah. guest judge this week, they're giving him a lot of hate because they they just were like, he was so mean. He didn't even know what Memo was doing. And he doesn't even know about drag. And um, I got to say, if you were basing it off this look, I wouldn't get it either. And he yeah. was just looking at this look. So I can't, I can't blame him for being like, I don't get what you're doing. Because it's very confusing. If he would would have come out with something like the first challenge i think the the el diablo the one for last mm-hmm. um what was it called la loteria yeah if he would have came, came out with something like that kind of uh like more impactful there's a word that i'm looking for um like more intricate like make it bigger make it more flashy Make it stand out. If you're going to do like male drag, 
or whatever you want to call this. What is it called? A biokin? Like more, more, more like a concept to it. Yeah, like you need to be bad, way better because you know they're gonna judge your ass just for being in boy drag. So you need to bring it way more than everybody else. So, yeah. and to me, this is just not. No, it's it, yeah, it's very confusing. I'm just like, what is this? It's mm-hmm. the hat. It's the only thing that would make me go like, oh, that's really cool. And it doesn't even go with the outfit. So it doesn't know. It was a mess. Yeah, I think the hat could work at somehow. I don't have the answer, but it just doesn't work with this. No, if the whole look was like the hat or something, maybe like if the whole yeah. look was him in the hat or something like that, something more mm-hmm. campy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This was just not it. Um, the next contestant, I believe, is Aviesque. Mm-hmm. With Aviesque, so many ideas, cool ideas. Speaking of conceptual, definitely conceptual, as she always is. But she did have malfunctions, um, which she explained that it was due to the look getting damaged during traveling i guess i mean there's only much you can do after that but i think if she didn't have that it could have been an incredible runway but after that happened then it just started to go downhill like she she showed it in her face and and her confidence was just like you could tell it was shot after that she did have a little moment with um el chavo's carrotera and instead of like the water being splashed she had glitter splashed on her i thought that was pretty cool that was like the first time el chavo was confirmed as a gay icon i guess (laughs) you heard it here folks how and i'm just saying because it was glitter (laughs) oh okay um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I always like her ideas, but obviously they were a little rough this time around. I like her look. Like her look minus the the barril mm-hmm. is actually really good. And I love that it's kind of like punk, kind of high fashion. It's very like distressed. Distressed? Is that the word? Sure. Um <laughs> Like, it looks worn out, worn down. Like, it's very cool. I just think it doesn't give... There's, like, I need to be able to see it and think, oh, this is El Chavo. And Mm. it just doesn't go there all the way where I'm like, oh, okay, that's obviously El Chavo. Like, that's the reference. And I think if she would have worn a hat that was, like, the El Chavo, I think it would have worked better. It just needed that extra one reference that you can say oh this is you know this is this character um i really like the hat that she's wearing but she i do she should have traded with uh with memo (laughs) yes if she would trade it with memo that would have been actually really cool like the the hat is it's great like the look is great yes things happen on stage obviously that was and her performance suffered because of it 
So you have to take that into consideration. But as far as the look, I really like it. It just doesn't give me El Chavo all the way. Like I just wanted that extra thing where when I look at it, I can immediately mm-hmm. see the reference. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the next contestant is Winter. What do you think about Winter? So she's what, like super chilindrina or something? I guess she's combining El Chapulín Colorado and the chilindrina. I just noticed she had the W. What is that for? No wonder chilindrina. (laughs) Uh, Oh, for winter. Oh, yeah, right. I knew that. Um, it's an interesting combination of characters, but I think the details were missing. It's a little rough as well. The pigtails do not look cool. It makes her look really stupid. <laughs> I This look just overall was a little rough. I like the concept of it. Like, okay, we're going to flip it and have a female superhero, but it doesn't really work for me. Um, and like if you're gonna be a superhero those pants how are you gonna fight crime with those pants those Mm -hmm. bell bottoms yeah no i i didn't really like this no i didn't like it either i thought the hair was really weird too if it would have been more i think she needed more hair because it just looks like the balls are bigger than the hair so what are you grabbing with the balls like what are you holding up um it doesn't make sense um the cape i think could have been bigger this it's just an odd look it's an odd look it just looks like i'm just gonna do something and she didn't really think about the fit or like the actual the shape of it it was just kind of like oh yeah i'm just gonna do this color and and have it be yellow and red and i just don't think she put as much thought into the fitting because I don't like the the fact that there's so much like volume on the pants. Like there's, I feel like there's like stuff on it that makes her look bigger. And I think it's roses, but I could be wrong. Like they're just stuck on the pants and it adds extra uh, volume that doesn't really need to be there. Yeah. And it just doesn't work as like the reference that she's going for, like a superhero. Like you said, it doesn't work because the pants are just not not anything a superhero would wear so yeah this look was a mess and the makeup was really i just didn't like it it was just like one color on her eyeshadow was like just red and that was it so it just needed to be refined the next contestant is rudy reyes or regina (laughs) bronx sorry I was say we already did Rudy. <laughs> yeah, Regina Bronx. Um, so I guess she went for a more like sexy Chapulín. Another one that for some reason chose chaps and underwear. I don't know. I do see, I see like a concept there from the waist up, but yeah, from the bottom just. I don't like that that side. So if we look at it from the rest of it, I could see a concept like Chapulín um, has like little wings 
but um like the um the makeup was was not good uh just the i think the yellow highlights throw it off for me it it just looks like you know those commercials or those ads for got milk it looks like that but with like yellow paint or something like she was drinking yellow paint um, on her lips yeah like on her lips it's just it, it looks odd to me I did like her her energy though, and like all the props that she used, but the the look is a little underdeveloped. Yeah, I I think so too. It should have been a whole bodysuit or something. I don't think it works as like a crop top, and like chaps. It just needed to be like a complete like bodysuit. Uh, but I, like, I, like you said, I, I, I like the idea. I like the fact that it's kind of like a grasshopper because that's what Chapolin is. Kind of gives me like Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. And I think the styling was just off. Um, just the, the shape of it was off and the shoes are just not good. <laughs> They're yellow and they just cut her foot off and it just makes her look shorter and stumpy even though she has long legs. So, yeah, it just could have been better. You know what? She said that she she actually works as a Valentina impersonator. Oh, I know. <laughs> Isn't that weird that there's, like, impersonations, impersonators of drag queens? The current drag queens, yeah. Yeah. I think that's so weird. That's now that I think of it, her last look was kind of like Valentina, too, when she came out in the... I don't know if you remember this look, but you people who watched Drag Race, she had this um, this lingerie look for season nine. And that kind of gives me the same thing that she gave, that Hina gave us last week. Last week. Mm-hmm. But anyways, this was an okay look. It wasn't to me the worst, to be honest, but it was just an okay look. Um, the next one up is Luna. This was one of my favorites. This is how you do La Chilindrina. I really like how it was a recreation of the original, but she made it fashion and the detail with the uh, all the different hats in the bag was a nice little touch. Um, and I think they said that she borrowed them from the other girls. Yeah, I, I I think this was a really successful look. It just it looks elevated and it looks it looks cute. Yeah, I like Luna's look. I I think she was one of the the ones that I responded to the most because it wasn't first of all, it wasn't <laughs> Chapulín, so that's great. Yeah. And it wasn't like very like costumey. Mm-hmm. even though there is elements of that, it was just like you said, it was kind of fashion and she was able to incorporate it into her drag. And you can see that it's La Chilindrina. It's not like Aviesque who is very conceptual and just kind of took over her whole look. And you can't really tell that it's El Chavo. This mm-hmm. one, this is how you do fashion with like a reference, um, especially like a character reference. The only thing I'm going to say is that green gives me a little too, like, brown bag. Like, it just looks like a sack. The color. 
I think I, I wish it would have been brighter, like a brighter green. But other than that, that's a nitpicking. Yeah, it is. But I got to say, I just, I do like the look. I think it's very smart. It's so well done. And my favorite look so far by Luna, I think. All right. Next one up is Raga. Miss Raga Diamante. Um, as I've been mentioning all, ep- all episode, um, strange combination of characters. Uh, but I really like both of them as well and i really like her chilindrina as well and then the other guy i don't know what his name was i just know he was some sort of like a robber right i think yeah he comes he's like the bad guy in el chapulin oh is it no mm-hmm. i think he no i think they have their own sketch i'm pretty sure they have their own sketch but anyways um yeah, I think both of these looks are pretty inventive and her stage presence was undeniable and she kind of like transformed before our eyes with each look. Like she acted differently, posed differently. It was great. The second look is simple, but I think it's effective and the media on her face is interesting but yeah i think it i think it worked it it does give that five o'clock shadow effect i think so too i didn't i i first i didn't know it was like a stocking on her face um that was very very innovative i I don't even know how she put it on like did you see when she put it on because she doesn't have it when she's like yeah no i didn't see that's why I was like, wait, what happened here? But I, this queen, I'm telling you, this queen is doing things. I've had my eye on her. Like, she's just, I, I think she's playing the game and she's really, she's impressing me. She's just kind of like, she knows who she is, I feel like. And I feel like she delivers that. She's not trying to be like anything other like than... Than her than her drag character she's not trying to be like fashion or um the prettiest or whatever she's just you know doing what she what she likes and what she what inspires her and i think mm-hmm. you can tell because when she comes out on stage she's always bringing that energy um and you can tell that she's enjoying what she's doing and that counts a lot when you're doing drag mm-hmm. and and plus her outfits are great. I mean, not all of them have been great, but this one specifically is amazing, I think. I think the fact that she can pull two great looks and I didn't see that change coming. I honestly didn't see it coming. I thought it was just going to be La Chilindrina and that's it. Yeah. So that really surprised me. And I don't know. I just really, really, I'm really loving Raga. The next queen is Miss Taboo. So Miss Taboo, she she took the uh, Luna's idea with the hats and pushed it a little more. So her whole concept was like she had the hats of each character and 
that's a good point. Like every single character in this show and El Chavo has like a has a hat or something on their head. So she had them like laid around the stage and she would put them on and kind of act out each character's trait, um, which I thought was it was a good idea, innovative idea. I'm not sure that it completely worked, but I liked it nonetheless. Maybe less characters and um, more time with with each of them would have been more effective, I think, because um, we just saw them briefly. It was just, okay, you do the one thing that they do and then move on. And it felt like she was rushing through them because there was a lot of characters. The look is... I guess like El Chavo, she was explaining, but it does kind of look very, it looks like it was a Mista look, but she, she was like, oh, this has stripes on it. It kind of looks like the stripes on El Chavo's clothes. Sure. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. But I, and I think like if we, if we didn't know the theme of the actual challenge, we would not be able to tell what she was doing just from from the look. Like we mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to tell that it was based on Chespirito or any or anything related to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I like the look. I like the look. It's just the like you said. You can't tell the reference. Because she did have multiple references, and that's kind of a problem because you you run the risk of people not getting it and being like, wait, is she doing El Chavo? Or is she doing La Chimotrufia? Like, what is she doing? So mm-hmm. I did like it, though. I thought it was a great look for her. Um, and I think it fits her drag, even though it's not scary. She went, like, a different direction, like more punk or more kind of understated. But still, like, she still kind of has a concept. Yeah, I think the, the the performance was what put her, like, above some of the other ones. Because yeah. she did give the that performance or that, um, yeah, the interpretation of the characters. Um, so if it was, it was based on La Chimoltrufia, right? Or El Chavo. I think she said it was both, yeah. Like a mix of both of them. Yeah. I can see that. I can I mean I can see that like being her go to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a read? No. I think so. But she did have to explain it for for us to be like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Which was yeah. I think the the problem. But it's not a bad look. It's it's just that. You know, we didn't get it. Okay, so the um, judge, Apio, who's getting a lot of hate. Oh, by the way, Raga's interpretation of the other character was El Chompiras. Um, Chompiras, there you go. Yeah. So anyways, I was going to the guest judge who said that you should be educating the audience or something. He said something in, in that sense of like, when you're an entertainer, your your responsibility is for the audience to get it straight away, and for you to 
in a way educate them in that sense instead of them having to keep guessing or keep like or just being confused i guess of uh, as to what you're doing a lot of people had trouble with that or had a problem with that because they were like well drag is not supposed to be something that should be it's supposed to be like the ex- self-expression uh, or you shouldn't have to educate the audience like if they don't get it that's kind of them but you should be able to do whatever you want and I personally, I do think that's true. Like, you should be able to do whatever you want. Like, that is what drag is. You you do whatever number you want. You dress however you want. You express yourself. People don't get it. They don't get it. But I will say you are on a competition. You are on a competition where you have to portray a character. You're giving a challenge. So you are not being judged by the standards of the outside world. So in that sense, I do agree that you have to present a look that's going to read as your references and you don't have to explain it because you don't have time to explain it. You just have to present it. What do you think about that? No, I completely agree. Like with you (laughs) that sure outside in drag world yeah i mean you can have your own interpretation of what drag is to you but once you're in a competition you gotta adhere to those rules or if you don't that's fine as well but then you are going to be judged based on the rules of the show and if that's not what they're looking for, then it's you're not going to fare well. Yeah, it's imagine like, imagine if they were just like, all like, oh, I'm just going to express myself the way I want to. I'm not even going to do the challenge. I'm just going to express myself. Uh, then why do we have the fucking show? Why do we have the challenge? Yeah. You know? Just let them do whatever they want. Like, okay, <laughs> that's that. That's kind of gonna. That's even gonna be even harder to judge because then you're gonna be like, well, everybody's kind of doing their own thing. So who's better? Who's worse? Like, you can't really judge it. Yeah, you can't compare. Yeah. So people, y'all need to if y'all need to just remember that this is a television or it's a YouTube show. It's a reality TV show. It's a competition show. So. You know, um, rules are going to be implemented and you might not like the rules, but you have to follow them if you're on there. And I get that you you're able to express your your um, anger. That's fine. If you don't think it's fair, it's whatever. But at the end of the day, that's the show. And you you really I mean, there's nothing we can do. You know, you just have to like watch it. And if you're going to let it upset you, that's up to you. But. (laughs) the show's not going to change. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So that is the runway. The winner is Raga Diamante. So she wins this week's challenge and is La Mas Chespirito. Hunty B and Regina Bronx land in the bottom and have to lip sync to Vive by Gaba. Or Gaba? Gaba. I don't know. In the end, (laughs) Apio Quijano chooses 
Regina as the winner of the lip sync. Hunty B is the third queen to be added to the drag altar. What are your final thoughts on the episode? Um, I think the right person left. <laughs> like her looks were just not coming together for me. And judging by the lip sync, though, I, I thought they were both like toe to toe. I thought this lip sync was a lot more entertaining than the past ones. Um, I think uh, they I mean, they both knew the words in the first place and they neither of them just stood there. They, they tried to use the whole stage and. So, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought it was a decent lip sync this time around. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This was a pretty long episode, and it feels like not a lot happened, though. So, I don't know where all that time went. <laughs> I don't know either. I think it's the mini challenge that's making this so long. The mini challenge and the fake drama. Yeah. Um, I I did I do agree that the right person went home. I think the lip sync was, like you said, it was good. It wasn't like there was no like really, uh, there wasn't somebody who was just like doing super bad and was obviously the worst. Um, they were they both did okay. I think that Hunty, I'm glad that she was on the show. I'm glad that she showed her outfits. Um, I'm glad that we got to know her a little bit more. I think she's a great person. I think she, she even though she, you know, she might have a little ego, but whatever, who doesn't? Yeah, I, I'm glad that we got to know her, but I do think that was all she had to show. I don't think she would have, she was going to surprise us anymore. I think that was, she showed everything she had and it was great. It's awesome. She's super polished, super beautiful. But I think Regina does have a little bit more up her sleeve, which I'm interested to see. So, yeah, I, I think Hunty B went, I mean, she she rightfully went home. And that is it, unless you have any any other final thoughts. I just, they, so, so far, they haven't had any blatant manipulation of the, the rules, I guess. So I'm just curious to see if that's going to show up later on. I maybe once they try to get somebody to the finals, I think I don't think they have a favorite <laughs> this season or somebody they're trying to get. Not yet. We we'll probably see it later. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, OK, well, that's it for the show. Thank you so much for joining us for this recap of La Mastraga. Where can they find you on social media? You can follow me um, at Hello Braulio, H-E-L-L-O-B-R-A-U-L-I-O. And follow the podcast at Guinness Lamas on Instagram. And you'll see the looks for each queen um, and king on there. So you can follow along as you listen to the episode. Um, and then we have our email at quienes la mas podcast at gmail.com. 
um, where you can send us any questions, comments, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It definitely helps us a lot. Uh, where can they find you, Yee? You can find me on Instagram at yes, it's Yee. That's Y E S I T S Y I Y I. And yes, please rate the podcast. Like I know you're listening. I know you right now that you're listening to my voice. Go just press the five star. It takes literally one second to do it. It doesn't cost you anything. Just press the five star. Just your soul. Just your soul. Um, you'll be helping us. I mean, you you don't even. I mean, you're if you're on podcast uh, world, you know how much that helps. So do it, do it. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. My blue bush is somewhere else, not on my face.